0: Welcome to the Crossroads Community Church Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Let's get ready to dive into God's Word, and I want to ask you one simple question. If I had the answer for you to accomplish all your goals in 2022, would you want to hear it? If I had the answer, for you to accomplish all your goals in 2022, would you want to hear it? And you say, well, what's that answer? Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you at the end. Uh, you got to go on a journey with me so that when we get to the answer, the answer will make sense. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn with me to Matthew, Matthew chapter 6. We're going to start in verse 25 here in just a minute. But I think one of the things that we have to do before us to get to that answer is, as you see it on the screen, we got to talk first things first, right? Can I put that in everyday Mickey terminology? I believe most people struggle very much in life because we forget what the main thing is. And you know what I realized 30 years into ministry and 47 years into life? You got to make sure the main thing is the main thing. Because whenever the main thing takes a secondary seat, then something else becomes the main thing. And I want us just to try to look at that. In fact, can I read for you how I wrote it in my notes? We all have one major issue that keeps us from having the first things first or the main thing being the main thing. Most of us struggle in two different areas. First area is an issue of faith. We don't let the main thing be the main thing because we just honestly, we don't trust it. We don't trust the God that we worship, the God that we love, and we don't trust what's about to come. We have been taught through American living, and there's nothing wrong with that, but through this Americanized culture, this Western culture, that anything that you want in life, that you really want that's of worth, you've got to go get it. But what if the main thing is not something you go get, it's something you receive? And because we lack faith, we struggle with understanding what's valuable and where our value is. In fact, I I put it this way in my notes. With a lack of faith and a lack of understanding of value, we all sit in this huge thing, and i got to be careful with this word in 2022, but we all sit in this thing called anxiety. Trying to figure out where's life going, what's life going to be about, how is this going to look? what's gonna happen, where are things coming from, and we sit in a spirit of being anxious to try to figure out how we're going to do this. Well, I wanna look into God's word and talk about this very quickly to get to the answer of what I believe is the key for you to accomplish all of your goals. If you're with me, let's go into Matthew chapter six, starting in verse 25, and here's what it says. You can join me in your paperback or on your phone or tablet. It says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. Now, I'm going to hit a pause button real quickly there. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. Now, if you're like me, one of the things I love to do is study God's word. But one of the things that I love about God's word is starting to understand some of the rhythms. And one of the rhythms in Jesus's teachings, especially in the New Testament, is whenever you see the word therefore, we say it this way in the scholastic world, you need to see what it's Therefore. And so he says, therefore, do not be anxious about your life. Well, hang on a second. Why can I not be anxious about my life? Well, he's told you something prior to let you understand why you shouldn't be anxious about your life. So I want to back up for just a minute. I want to back up to verse 19. It says, do not lay up your treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and whether thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So, if you don't want to live in a spirit of anxiety when it comes to your life, the first thing you got to understand is what sort of treasure are you chasing? Are you chasing earthly treasure that rust and destroys and you're not fulfilled and you're constantly looking for more? Or are you looking for heavenly treasure? And then it says this amazing concept. Because depending on what you're seeking, that's where your heart's going to be. Have you ever heard this statement? That guy, that girl, she has a heart issue. And I'm not talking about heart issue like I need to get a a valve put in or need to get a pacemaker. But there's something in their life that just is not fitting there's something that's just not working they have a a heart issue and the problem is is that they're getting everything that they're searching for the problem is they're just searching for the wrong things and that's what this is talking about what are you laying aside what are you searching for because the first concept of not being anxious is to understand that if you chase earthly worldly things you're going to have a spirit of anxiety you say mickey why well, let's go to King Solomon and Ecclesiastes. It's very simple because those are the world win and they're not fulfilling. A little bit of testimony time from all of you. Tell me what you found of this world that's been fulfilling. Please tell me what you because trust me, if I can buy it and I'm going to get fulfillment, please hook a brother up like don't don't like. They don't keep this to yourself. If there's something I can go purchase that's going to make all of my dreams and be fulfilled, please let me know. But you know what I'm saying? Like, like everybody has something that they want to kind of tell you like there's some easy way to do it. But the reality is, is that, that there's not a fulfillment that's going to come from stuff of this world. But it's talking about what? That to lay up your treasures in heaven. So what things matter to God? But then he doesn't stop there. Talking about anxiety, he goes on to the next, which is where my mind really got blown in the last couple of weeks because of what my answer was to our December question of what is it you really want Jesus to do. And I talked about I want him to help me see so that I can do what he's called me to do. And listen to verse 22. He says, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? No one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. A lot of other translations will say possessions. Now, you'll have a lot of pastors that will talk about that, talking about giving. That's not what this is talking about. What it's talking about is what are you going to seek? If you're trying to base something about possessions, something that you can buy in this world to get your fulfillment, you are going to live a very unfulfilled life. I, at my age, have yet to buy anything that after I bought it, two years later went, oh man, this is the greatest thing ever. I'm so glad I, like, it's all stuff. Like rust, moths, things of this world are destroyed. And he gives you this concept of, of the eye being able to see. This aspect of, have you ever heard the saying, perception's reality? Well, be careful, because that's not always the truth. But what God is talking about, what Jesus is talking about in this Sermon on the Mount, is the fact that the things that you put your eyes on, if you're not careful, they will dictate where your heart's gonna go, because it's gonna dictate what you chase. And so here's what God was saying. I'm gonna read for you what I wrote down in my Bible. Very simply, very simply, healthy eyes, do not get caught up in what you see and what you want that you miss out on what you need. Do not get so caught up in what you see and what you want that you miss out on what you need. See, what God was talking about, what Jesus himself was talking about when he says do not be anxious about your life, he's saying, you know what, if you will chase heavenly things, and you will see things the way that I see them, if you'll do those two things, then you don't have anything to be anxious about. See, if you will see things properly, and you'll let God direct your path, and you'll chase godly things rather than earthly things, then what do you have to be anxious about? That's what the therefore was there for. He was trying to get this whole large group that had some Pharisees and some scribes and different people. He's trying to get them to understand that one of the reasons why you have anxiety is because you're looking for fulfillment in something that can't be fulfilling. Question, if you accomplished all your goals that you talked about with your family or in your mind or you journaled in the last couple of days, all your resolutions, if you accomplished all your goals in 2022, does it change anybody else's life other than yours? Does anybody else affect it by that? Can I get back into God's word? Now that we know what the therefore is, therefore, listen to this. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? you remember in the very beginning, I said most of us struggle with two concepts. One's a faith concept and one's a value concept. And most of us, when we start thinking about our lives and the things that we want to do in 2022, it's usually based something about some sort of a possession or something that is a basic need. He's saying, you know, what is not life more. It's not life more than just what you eat and what you put on. Is not life more than just resolutions Is not life more than just this simple temporary concept of self-image? Is not life more than basic needs? See, I can't talk about you, but I'll talk about me. My biggest struggle going into 2022 is I have a value issue. I don't put God in the rightful place that he needs to be on a regular basis. And whenever I don't do that, I also put myself in the wrong place that I need to be. I usually put myself to be too much in control which in return results in poor decisions, which makes me value myself less. And then I put God less than where he needs to be, which in turn devalues God, which makes me not look at myself the way God looks at me, which again makes me value myself less. And what God's trying to let you understand today, before we get to this answer, this key that will help you to accomplish all your goals, is the fact that, you know what? Number one, you've got to understand what your value is. He said, well, Mickey, can you determine that for me? Okay, I'll make it very simple. Jesus Christ died on the cross, three days later rose on the grave so that we could have life, have life more abundantly. And then in order to accomplish this, he created this amazing vehicle to spread the good news. And being God and being all-powerful and all-knowing, he figured out the most amazing plan. He would let the people that he came for be the people that told others. And he said, Now make you my mouthpiece. I'll make you the most valuable people in the world. Even though the general revelation, Romans chapter 1, verse 20, even though general revelation, even the even the earth cries out that there's a God, the specific revelation, Jesus Christ, is brought to people through the words and mouth of you and through God's word. He puts you in a position of tremendous value. Can I keep going? He shows this in the way that he talks about these basic needs. He says, Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. If you have a paper Bible, underline this. Are you not more valuable than they? Verse 27. And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lily of the field, and they grow, and they neither toll nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith, therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need of them. You know what he's trying to say very simply? He's saying, Listen. When it comes to your basic needs, do you not realize that God loves you and wants to meet your needs? Like he said, everything in motion. And if he'll take care of the lilies of the field and the birds of the air, how much more valuable are you? Do you really think that God's going to bankrupt heaven, come in the form of a baby, live 30 years, start a three-year ministry, die at roughly around age 33, be crucified, raised three days later, tear the veil, to give you the opportunity to accept him as your Lord and Savior, just to turn around and say, oh yeah, but I I take care of the birds, I take care of the animals, I take care of this whole thing and this solar system and this whole system that I have to make everything live so that you can have life, but I'm not really going to care about your life. Like most of the times, the things that we struggle with is because we lack faith, and he just said it, oh, you have little faith, and we lack understanding our value. It goes back to what this whole apparel is talking about that we've been in for two years. Everybody's for something. You just need to ask yourself, what are you for? And let me to tell you what God's for? He's for you. God is enthralled with you. And He's enthralled with your needs. He's enthralled with your goals. He's enthralled with what you want in life. He's enthralled with your happiness. The problem is, is he wants something more for you than you want for yourself. But you don't trust him enough to receive it. You say, Mickey, I want to receive it. Well, can I give you the answer? If you truly want to accomplish all the goals that you have in 2022 and to see life be different, but in the next 52 weeks... You can sit in the same place and be exactly where you are right now, or you can be different. But if you want to be different, I think there's a key, and it's this next verse. Are you ready? It's the main thing. He says this, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness righteousness now the word righteousness is really a church word so i need to just define what that means righteousness is very simply this it's making something right it's something that was wrong but by bestowing this on them now it becomes right example we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of god but through a relationship with jesus christ we can be right again righteous it's not righteousness is not doing the right thing It's knowing where the right thing lies. And it doesn't lie in goals that affect only you. It lies in seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness. Now that seems real great and and we've heard it before, but I think Paul does a better job in Philippians. If you have your Bible, turn to Philippians. Paul gives the exact same scenario in Philippians chapter 4, and it actually tells us The how-to. Like, I want to make this a very applicable concept. He tells you, okay, here's how you can not be anxious about this next year, and here's how you can go get the things that God wants you to get. Are you ready? It starts in verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything. Again, he's, he's quoting straight out of the Sermon on the Mount. But then he says this. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. Through prayer and supplication. Now, supplication is a word that I had to actually talk to some people and ask and Google. and I was like, what exactly? I want to make sure I know what supplication really means. I've, I've heard it so many times. I, I think it's kind of like begging, but it's more than that. The aspect of what he's talking about is, is to pray to God with these needs, with prayer and supplication. The supplication, if you're writing in your Bible, if you're taking notes, it's the aspect of earnestly Humbly begging. Like if you ever wanted something so bad that you, I mean like you would beg for it. A lot of you have this in your prayer life when things get real rough, right? I have. It looks something like this. Lord, I promise if you will just, if you will do this in my life, I will do in your, like anything. What if there was another way in praying? What if it's to have that heart And to have that active life of prayer and to have a spirit in you that's very humble, but it's earnestly. In other words, it's without ceasing, begging God to do what it is that you want him to do. During the holidays, there was a lot of people that I saw that what we would call would be beggars. And they would get up there, whether it was raining, whether it was cold, or whether they need sunscreen. Figure that out. You live in Tennessee. But they would sit there. And you know what? They weren't worried about their pride. They weren't worried about who saw them. They weren't worried about running into somebody they know. All they knew was that if I don't stand on this corner or stand in front of this Walmart or stand over here at this streetlight or stand off of this exit, and if I don't beg without ceasing, trying to get a few dollars, then I'm not going to be able to buy food or whatever it is they need. Now, I'm going to chase a real quick rabbit because I know where a lot of you are. Well, Mick, you better be careful. Don't give them money. You know, da, da, da. Listen to me. Just do what God puts in your heart. If you don't want to give them money, then don't let that be an excuse to do nothing. Then go across the street and go to Wendy's and get a burger and bring them back a burger. Not everybody that's begging has put themselves in that situation because they're an addict. Not everybody is begging is trying to scam the system. Not everybody that's begging is a horrible person in your eyes. The reality is that some people are begging because that's all they got left. Could you imagine if you're at such a desperate situation in your life that all you had left was to beg for somebody to help. And I think for most of us, if that was our situation, there's no place we wouldn't go, there's no person that we wouldn't ask, and there's no way we would go to sleep until we got what our needed. Could you imagine if that's what we had when we talked about prayer and supplication to God? If we had a desire for godly things so much that we finally understood that I can't do godly things, that's why they're godly. He has to provide godly things. Why do I seek first his kingdom and his righteousness? Because he's the source. Why do I petition him? through prayer and supplication because he's the source. What would it look like if we prayed on the front end knowing that the back end was coming? We're going to be entering next Sunday. We'll be cranking up 21 days of prayer. It's a really, really big deal at our church. You say, what do you mean 21 I will have a prayer guide. You'll have some stuff. And for 21 days, we will join praying. I know a lot of people have asked, well, you know, last time we got up here at 6 o'clock in the morning and we did like a prayer service. Are we going to do that again? And it's like, oh, man, it was 6 o'clock. And, then it was 21 days. And, whew, that was early. But we had a huge group that showed up. And it's like, oh, my goodness. are we going to Like right now, some of you are going, oh, please, please, tell me. don't tell me you're doing it. Don't tell me you're doing it. We're doing it. You say, Why? Because I don't want our supplication or the lack thereof to be why God doesn't move like he needs to move in 2022. You know, I I said several months ago, most of us don't have an expectation level issue. We have an effort level issue. And I think one of the things in 2022 to reach some of your goals and expectations is you're going to have to ask yourself from an effort standpoint, what are you doing? Can I give you a little heads up? Working 60 hours a week rather than 50 hours a week is not going to change anything. Having less time with your family is not going to make it better chasing harder another dollar, guess what? It just means you spend another dollar. But Scripture says, talking about anxiety, talking about desires, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, it's the aspect of gratitude. With the spirit of gratitude, let your requests be known to God. And then listen to what he says. If we will do this, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. And then he gives us a second part. Not just to pray and to be a part of supplicating God with the spirit of thanksgiving. But he says, verse 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is anything of excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and God of peace will be with you. You know what he's saying? is not only is it about prayer, but going into 2022, if you want to understand what it means to seek God first, his kingdom and his righteousness, it's about spending time with him on a regular basis, petitioning him with the spirit of thanksgiving, but with supplication, earnestly, begging, humbly. Not, not like an authority, but humbly begging, God, I need you to do this. I'm not gonna stop. There's an amazing story. In fact, I'll, I'll tell you briefly, I'll preach on it next week. I'll work this week to get a message. But there's an amazing story of a judge in New Testament that ends up doing what a woman wants her to do just because he's like, look, I'm tired of you begging, banging on my door. And it's Jesus talking about one of the ways that we can understand what prayer is. Listen to me. I want us to go into 2022 and bang on some doors. And say, so, you know what? I'm not going to stop banging just because my knuckles hurt or because they're bleeding. I'm going to stop banging when the answer has been received. But another aspect is what are you focusing on? Remember when I said I want to be able to see? I want to be able to see not because of something that I want, but I want to see the way God sees. Why? So, so Because usually if I can see what God wants me to do, I'm real good at doing it. I just have a hard time sometimes seeing it. Well, let me tell you something. Whatever is perfect, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, dwell, focus, look on those things. You know, I I, I talk to adults on a regular basis, and it's so amazing. It's especially fun to watch early adults. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, Yeah, you know, those early formation stages, you know, where you're stepping into this career and you know enough about it because maybe you went to school, you went to college, or you went through trade school, and you know, you may have done it once or twice, you know enough about it to know what you're supposed to do, but you haven't done it enough to know what you need to do. You know, you've heard me make this statement. Experience is something you gain about 10 minutes after you needed it. Listen to me. I love watching people in those early days because they're they're soaking it up and they're learning through the things they dwell on, through the things they're putting their mind into, and by watching other people. And it's amazing to me to watch somebody that maybe just started with, like, electricity, being an electrician, and watch them grow, that all of a sudden when they're in their 30s and 40s, they just know what they're supposed to do. They can wire a house. They know what to do. You know, no longer are they flipping the power off. They're just changing stuff out. And they're like, no, just make sure you don't. And meanwhile, I'm like, dude, you're going to die. But they've got this experience, right? What would it look like if we tried to gain experience on what we're thinking and dwelling on and in God's word? Like you've proven how amazing you are in the way that you can learn things, whether it be working on cars or working on houses or cooking or, or doing something with, with flowers and gardening. Like, it's amazing how you've gained experience because you spent time with it. But, like, if we were to really be honest, for a lot of us in the room, like, if I told you right now that, okay, you know, turn to Hosea, you'd be like, oh, what? Who, who, who's that? You know, it's in the Bible, book of the Bible, turn, turn to Hosea what what is it like old testament new testament see I, I think i think some of our issue is that we talk about all these goals and we want all these things to happen but the reality is is we're seeking the wrong things first see scripture says here's the key are you ready last verse i just read it what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me practice these things and the god of peace will be with you see the issue is is that we want all the game time experience we just don't want to practice like we want god to show up and do amazing things in 2022 we just don't want to practice Like we want our relationships to be restored. We want our relationships to move forward. We want all these different things to take place. The problem is is that we just, we, we, we want to seek these other things. Guys, we have an effort level issue. So here's the answer. If I could give you something that I believe would be the answer to accomplish all of your goals in 2022, would you want to hear the answer? Make the main thing the main thing. And I promise, Jesus and God's word is the main thing. Spend more time in prayer this year than you do anything. Spend more time getting into God's word than you did this last year. Spend more time dwelling on what it is that God wants for your life more than what you're trying to accomplish. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And then here's the cool part. And then Jesus said, in all these other things, will be added to you. If you're encouraged by today's podcast and would like to hear more messages, visit us at crossroadscommunitychurch.com.